0: Welcome to the Delling Pod with me, James Dellingpole. And my very special guest this week, I'm really excited about it and, and, and very flattered apart from anything else. He's driven for four and three quarter hours yes. from, from Cornwall to get to get to me. His name is is David Isles. Welcome to the to the Delling Pod, David. Thank you, James. And um I was I came upon him via Twitter. And thence to uh, an article he 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 wrote, which was just just brilliant. And I quoted it in both Breitbart and in the Spectator. I can't remember the title of the article. Do you, you remember? Um, it was
1: May's. Oh crikey, I can't remember either. No, it doesn't it matter.
0: What it what it yeah. did very 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 intelligently was sum up the bizarre political situation in which we find ourselves in. in in Britain right now. And if I can attempt to sum up the argument of of your piece, it went something like this, that since the Second World War, um, British politics has been largely a fight between Labour and the Conservatives for the middle ground. And if you were to draw a bell curve for those years since the war what you would find is that on the on the far left there are the kind of extreme socialists who want who want the government to run absolutely everything to run the entire economy to regulate people's lives every last last degree and then on the right there are kind of libertarian minarchist types who who don't, who want minimal state and in between you've got the, the 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 peak of the of the bell curve roughly coincides with where the bulk of the people are the people yep. are not very extreme you quote harold Macmillan, <coughs> who said that people don't really go for extremism in in, in that's, Britain. yes that, yes that's, and I so what, it. You've, what you've what you found is that is that that labor and conservatives have fought over this middle ground and sometimes you, that somebody like tony a, a shyster like tony blair comes along and is able to persuade people that you know a bit more left is what's wanted and sometimes margaret thatcher comes along and and undoes some of the damage that 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 the left has done previously and that's how it's always worked but now you argue and i'm very persuaded by this that there are in fact two bell curves one on the left and one on the right and there's very little people there are very few people on the middle ground and that the left is being con- I'll give you a chance to talk soon the left is the left is being contested um uh, rather th- almost all the main parties including the conservatives are 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 directing their their um their enthusiasm towards the left-hand group and completely ignoring the right-hand group which which are not just people who believe in limited government and stuff but also people who voted brexit is that a, a fair yeah. summary
1: that's that's it broadly speaking the two the two groups that the country has now split into are essentially the um the remainers and the leavers the remain the remainers all fall into um a category which is essentially leftist in its um in its main uh, thought pattern and the the right group are are people who just want to get on with it and and let um, let them get back to work and uh, and so on and let the country forge forge forward as it's as it's perfectly perfectly able to do and what has happened is that the uh, the conservatives feel that they are following um, a um the agenda of the remainers um so that um which is all mostly to the left so this explains why the conservatives have suddenly gone all soft on um things like um all, all the they they've engaged in all of the the pc um Attributes um, that the left have presented to them, so the Conservative Party has moved, moved to the left, and in the belief that that is where the centre is, they have, um, they are dropping all of their policies and their um, their sound bites and their their virtue signalling on this group, and the the other group on the outside of this, on on nominally on the on the right of this, um, is where most. or or much of the rest of the country is actually sat yeah so what's happening is that the conservatives are essentially um giving us um uh developing policies for a great big hole in the middle of the electorate yes where there aren't any people or very many people at all now because they've all moved either left or right yes
0: yeah the you've you've stated explicitly something that I don't often often read said, and I agree with I mean others would dispute dispute this. but there does seem to be a a nexus between remain and a kind of big state politically correct ideology. for example, I would suspect that about ninety nine percent of the the people attacking me on Twitter for my 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 views on global warming are Remainers. Yes. It seems to seems to me that that a belief in the whole climate change fairy yes. and environmentalism goes hand in hand with with Remain, and in the same way, um, lots of those conservatives who are Remainers, I would not really consider them. Proper conservatives, I would consider no. them to be, <clears throat> I suppose, what social democrats, and that would apply across the board to everyone from Nicholas Soames to um, people like Johnny Mercer. Yes. A lot of the kind of the squishy members of the Conservative Party, who you think, do you even understand what conservative principles are?
1: Yeah, they're, they're all they're all incredibly muddled about it. A lot of them describe themselves as progressive. Quote unquote. Um,
0: progressive conservatives but that's oxymoron, isn't it? Yes, it
1: is an oxymoron because progressivism is on the left anyway. I mean that is far far to the left. Anyone who describes themselves as a progressive is in fact l- l- lurping over to the um, to the far left anyway that's that's where. That's that's where the title the the term progressivism comes from. So, if anyone is describing themselves as progressive conservative, they are in fact quite quite left wing. What are, what are the origins of the progressive? I don't idea? know to be honest. Um, it's it's isn't, it's, it, isn't it's,
0: it rather 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 similar to the to the Whig-ish view of history? Yeah, that I we're think on a, it, a, a it, all, path of it all
1: comes from that. Um, but to go back to your earlier point about. Um, the 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 nexus of of the remainers and things the the, the 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 ardent remainers are infatuated with the European Union not because it is any good at what it's supposed to do yes um, but because it is big state <clears throat> and all of the environmentalists that you have so much difficulty with yeah. are also in that same place they all depend upon the big state for their uh predominantly for for their income. Own income yes um in one way shape or form even if they're so-called consultants they are still dependent upon the big state for well especially if they're consultants I, I mean come on <laughs> I mean, actually, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll concede
0: that i'll tell you okay. what david the, the number of times if, if i had a, a quid for every time i've had somebody somebody insulting me on twitter um, and and the proximate cause of their of of, of of their attack on me is never the real reason it's like one of those i always say it's like one of those arguments you have with when when your your wife is cross it's never about the thing that it's it. You think it's about. It's always no, about some something else. It's,
1: there's there's something else something deeply else. at the bottom. Yeah, at the bottom of it. Exactly.
0: In, in the same way, whenever somebody attacks me on Twitter, all I have to do is is go to their Twitter profile and see, sustainability consultant or or lecturer in environmental studies at the um, university of India, it, or, 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 or whatever. And they pretend that they are just just dispassionate people reacting to some bad thing you've done. And, and they've got no there's no background reason why they should be behaving this way. And then you it explains so much. These are these are prisoners of their big state. Um, yes. System.
1: Yes, they are. It applies to um, it implies to environmentalists in a huge um, to a huge degree, because they are they are utterly dependent upon the the thinking that is done for them um, by by the, the 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 big the big state.
0: But they never acknowledge this, would they? I mean, I mean, no, the, no. I, I mean, I, I don't. I, I'm not even sure it's it's, a, it's dishonesty. I'm sure they haven't even thought a thought about it.
1: No, I think I think they have. A lot of them haven't thought about it. Um, All of them probably haven't thought about it. um, And in any case, they would think, even if they had thought about it, they would say, well, what's wrong with that? Um, Yes. And the reason, there is a kind of, um, there's a a great big gap in understanding um, with many of these people because they, the reason they're going down towards the big state is that they cannot operate on their own they are um they are not um self-reliant um people um so they have to have a nanny state well, to have... look after them and they think that the nanny state is necessary for everybody else too because everybody else must be like must be like them yes. they think yes And anyone who's on the outside of that who says differently is clearly, um, well... Well, I'm sure that if one were to draw this
0: Venn diagram that I have in my head, uh, as well as having the people in the middle, the shaded area in the middle, including Remainers and believers in climate change, you would also find that a remarkable proportion of them worked in the public sector yes. rather than in the private sector. Yes. And is. believe passionately, also passionately, in the importance of a thriving private sector which pays their their kids' school fees and, and, and their comfortable holidays and their, their the second pub- homes. Pub- you
1: mean passionately in the public sector yeah, yeah, oh Oh sorry, yes, passionately the passionate public sector. Yeah, absolutely. Um oh yes, yes, you've got to have that. What they don't understand is that it's private money which is um which is actually paying for that in the end? Well, David,
0: I, yeah, let me just stop you there. How how stupid is that? How stupid do you have to be? To, to, I mean, I, well, it's clearly a problem because who was it who said in the Conservative government once that they tried to make this point that that, that the, the, the government is not a magic money tree. There's not a magic money tree that it can. Yes, and it seems to me self-evident that that in order to generate revenue uh, t- t- towards generate tax revenue in order to splurge it on on worthy projects in the public sector you've first got to have a thriving private sector yes. actually creating value yes. creating products that people want to buy creating services that people want to use and
1: and that that <coughs>
0: that value added is is increasing our national <coughs> wealth
1: Yes, of course. I mean, um, I mean, that's the whole problem with socialism: is that socialism gobbles up the um, the value which is generated by by the the the, the, the private sector. In the end, um, the state is only ever a consumer of wealth. It is the private sector which generates that wealth.
0: But the number of times I hear people. I'm not really interested in the left in, the, in in the the doctrinaire left because there is some of them are never going to be converted <laughs> but the people there are people on the edge of the left and and in the middle and towards our side who are probably natural natural conservatives did they but know it and they need things explaining to them and they need podcasts like the one we're doing now to sort of lay out the terms. But quite often, I have I hear people saying to me things like, you know, well, what I what I believe is that is that the government um, should be able to generate its own revenue by by running the the national health service more more effectively, and 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 running the prisons, and and I I, I say to them, look, government is not in the business of of making making profits. That's not no. how if you if you want to generate revenue you leave it to the private sector which will always do a better job than government
1: yes absolutely and um uh my view having come from um two industries which have only ever produced things which other people want to buy and that is my that is how i define um, how i divide society between those people who produce things that other people want to buy yeah. that's the private sector and then the public sector is 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 the stuff that consumes the much of the wealth far too much of the wealth of of that private sector um to do useful things um things that are important like uh, defense and like security um and health and education, all of those things are actually value added into our society, um, but and they are essential in order to help the private sector move on and accelerate. Um, but it's not um, in itself the public sector is 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 not dead wood. It is essential, but it it is at the moment it is seriously over consumptive and inefficient and so there are there are things that we need to do to sort that out. Just going back
0: a bit tell us a bit about what jobs you did in the past that's given you your sort of
1: insights into the world. (laughs) Well I left school with some absolutely appalling A-levels and all of the um, universities that I applied to were, were absolutely correct in refusing my advances right. um, because I would have blown it if I'd gone to university. But you'd have
0: walked in now.
1: You, you only need three E's to get into a university. Oh, right. Well, it, it, But that, that was in the days when, you know, um, only less than 5% um, of school leavers went to, went yeah, to yeah. university. So having um, left school somewhat shamefaced, um, I I wound up um, starting work as a, a, a um, trainee quantity surveyor, and I started work um, on the Thames Barrier um, in heavy civil engineering. And I, I throughout the twenty years that I, I stayed as a quantity surveyor, I was working mostly in, in civil engineering. So it was all big stuff, yeah, big kit, um, rather exciting things. Um, which has given me a, a liking for large bits of machinery and so on ever since. But um so that's that's where I started. It was a very although I didn't like it, um, in many senses of the word, I knew I wasn't going to wind up doing this for the rest of my were
0: you, life. you were you one of those people who goes around in a hard hat? Yes. Oh yeah, God, yeah, yes, yeah.
1: yes. Even in those days. Yellow hat. We had we had yellow hats and we had donkey jackets and and even boots. Right. Um but and
0: and was this a was this a public project? Presumably it was. Oh, well,
1: the Thames Barrier was was very very public. So presumably it, there's lots of money wasted. Uh, or, it, yes, I mean it was basically because the welders were always on strike. So there is the beginning of my um, uh, my political um, formation, if you like. Um, but essentially, what um, the the industry taught me was that um, money and Counting bricks or square meters of um, uh, uh, of, of whatever uh, of formwork and and cubic meters of concrete and so on is ever so ever so ever so objective. <clears throat> if you've either done it or you haven't, yes. um, And there's no room for doubt. If if it comes, if you've laid three meter, three cubic meters of concrete, you've laid three. You cubic mean
0: a Thames barrier is yes. quite visible you yes. know what it is whereas social justice you can go on chasing after social oh, justice oh yes it's
1: completely it's completely that's totally ephemeral um social justice is completely ephemeral um so that was one thing that i did then i did a number of um after i'd left um nigeria essentially i i did a, a a number of things. Well, apart. hang on. You
0: you've just jumped from from the Thames Barrier to Nigeria from, well, without well, without the, any explanation. The, the, the,
1: the, the, there was lots of lots of things that I um, uh, projects that I did in, in between the Thames Barrier. All small smaller projects yeah. um, that I did in between. So, so um, uh, that was all. But
0: um, Nigeria. Did 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 um. What did you learn about the world from Nigeria?
1: I learnt um, that the world is very interesting. Yeah. that the world is full of very interesting people mm. um, that there is a huge amount of variety in the human race yeah um and um and that with um patience and perseverance um you can you can achieve all sorts of things but i also learned particularly in nigeria that or one of the things another formative political experience was um I saw the waste of uh, British taxpayers money being um being used consumed and um enriching al hajis who were running businesses because um you know that's that's they they had their fingers on the on the money and they all took their cut out of it. Um, how, how did you know it was British money being wasted? In this oh, because there would be, there, there, not far away from uh, where I was working, there was a, a sugar factory being built with um, uh, with Overseas Aid, yeah. British Overseas Aid, and it never did a stroke of work. There were um, it was surrounded by um, fields in a, a, a lowland plain, um, which were all designed and destined to to, to Produce sugar and it never produced anything. This was it, what, in the 70s or the 80s? This was uh, late 70s. Right. Le- late 70s, very, very early 80s. No, I was out there during the Falklands crisis, so that was the 1981. 80, 81, yeah. Um, so, so.
0: I doubt much has changed since then. I, do, I doubt that the foreign aid system has become any more efficient.
1: <laughs> efficient. I doubt it very much. No. I mean, listening, looking at some of the things that they've, they're, they're doing, basically what they're doing is they're handing a lot of it. Some of it might, might actually be uh, useful, but a lot of it will be going to very wealthy people. Um, and those wealthy people will often be educating their children privately in this country because they've got their fingers on the money. You've made me. You made me think of something that
0: we were discussing before I turned on the tape recorder, and I said, "No, we've got to stop this because you're wasting all your all your thoughts." But what you told me was that you spend a lot. Now you've you've retired. You spend a lot of time thinking you, on on your car journey. You didn't listen listen to the radio because <coughs> the BBC is so bloody annoying, and because you like to think. And one of the things you you, you think about is that. The way a lot of people in this country profess to have empathy, but actually don't give a damn about ordinary people, uh, about the, the plight of, of the suffering that goes on behind the scenes. And you suggested to me that a lot of people contract out their morality yes. by voting for left-wing parties. You know, I, I I support Jeremy Corbyn, therefore I care about the poor, yes, and I care about the, yes. the needy.
1: Yes, Yes, you, you've 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 vested all of your all of your care and uh, uh, care and empathy in into Jeremy Corbyn, who is going to who is going to give it to the the, the greater the greater good. And clearly, Dave Cameron's
0: 0.7% ring fenced foreign aid, 0.7% of GDP foreign aid budget, was very much part of this virtue signaling. Never mind what the money is actually going to do. Never mind whether it's going to be spent on sugar factories, which never actually produce sugar. Yep. The point is, we're showing the world that we care. Sort of empty gesture politics.
1: Yes, there is um, the counter to foreign aid and and to 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 doing that doing it in 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 that way is is to say, well, it's actually better to trade to trade with people. Trade, not aid, is in my view far less wasteful. But yes, there is this phenomenon, this this um where people feel or politicians in particular feel the need to virtue signal yeah um in order to display this empathy mm. that we're talking about and having virtue signaled um they then say well that's it i've done that um And then they they bugger off. It's box box ticking. It's absolutely box ticking. Mm. But they're also, they're doing that that, that virtue signaling for all sorts of other reasons as well. Which is, and principally, it is uh, raising their own profile in the eyes of the public. They think that the public are so easily conned. Yeah. Um, that that the public are going to swallow this, and what people do is to say, "Oh yeah, mm, boring." Um, yeah. He doesn't mean that. It's just a politician. Yes. And this is this this virtue signalling, in my view, is one of the many things which is uh, diminishing the politician in the eyes of the public because we can all see that it's utterly false.
0: Yes. Do you think that this is a new phenomenon? I mean, it, no, I don't back, think it is. because I'm sure had one gone gone back to say Harold Macmillan's day, I'm sure you'd have found but maybe the opportuni- opportunities for doing so were fewer because news got around less quickly and
1: yes, I think the 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 point is that now we have we have the internet, we have the 24-hour uh, news cycle. Um, we are, in fact, very, very much better informed about the doings of our political classes than we have ever been, because that that information is coming straight to us almost um, as soon as they have spoken it, um, so the 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 scandal of shall we say the the the, the upcoming scam scandal of of gavin uh williamson. williamson um having um been sacked is is being disseminated and dissected yep. almost within Within an hour, you can find you can pick up stuff on on twitter where it's 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 happening almost instantaneously. People are looking at this and they're now saying well this is there's there's something's really really fishy afoot um and and so it, it it that's that's it's it is a function of the speed at which things are happening the The other thing that distresses me is is that um about this kind of thing, uh, about the the, the virtue signalling, is that the the politicians think that we are so stupid we are going to swallow this. Yes, and it's all bollocks.
0: Although they've got away with it for um, for quite a long time, um, it's 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 it. It reminds me of that saying about the stock markets that the markets can stay irrational longer than you, st- you can stay solvent so so if I've been looking at politics for some time in fact this goes right back to there was a there was a, a sort of precursor to all the kind of conservative home and all the sort of the, the websites and, and and mini homemade internet tv channels and stuff um, called something doughty Street, I forget what the number Doughty oh, Street was yes, yes. Um, and Tim Montgomery was involved yes. and Ian Dale was involved and I remember Ian Dale did a show with 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 me, and I remember saying to Ian that actually I wanted the conservatives to lose the next election because they'd lost all touch with what their conservative values were, and it would be better for the party to have a shake up and and rebuild itself on properly conservative lines. And I remember the look of horror in Ian Dale's face. <laughs> yes. Because he is what I would consider, I mean, I like him, but he's exactly the the wrong kind of, he, he's the kind of person who is, whose thinking is certainly the type of media commentator whose thinking has helped create this awful situation in which we find ourselves now, which is that, they think that the job of the Conservative Party was is to triangulate and and to to find this wishy center and not offend anybody, and 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 be nicer and be more pro gay marriage. Yes. And I think no, absolutely not. Actually, this is The gay marriage. Whatever you think of it, was the beginning of the end for the Conservatives.
1: That it is a. Because um, it's a ver- it's a virtue signalling exercise. It, it, it's not. It's it was for, for for Cameron. That was definitely a virtue signalling exercise. It is where the kind of thing that where they think they sit down and they think, well, what can we do which would be attractive to the electorate? Which is inexpensive. Which that's is inexpensive. Yes. Yeah, which is the, inex- the, it's the dream. Doesn't doesn't cost anything. No. Uh, preferably, that's their dream policy, and so they think, what is. Uh, what 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 can we do to attract um, the, the electorate? And actually, what the electorate want to do want them to do is to get on and do their bloody jobs, and get the country secure and run properly. And we want a proper rule of law which applies um, to everybody and not just selected favoured groups. Yes. Um, so um, none of this is is working. As we talked about earlier, this these kind of things. Um for better or for worse, the the, the, the gay marriage thing, the, 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 the LBGT, MGBT, whatever it is, yeah. um uh that's all dropping right into the into the abyss that has been created by the fact that these these two parts of the country have in fact moved apart, away from where the centre was, um and it's now falling on stony ground completely yeah Yeah.
0: well one of the reasons i I was i so loved your your piece was because i sensed that here was somebody who is as upset as i am by what's going on i suspect we're not alone at all no 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 we are not i suspect that lots and lots of of ordinary decent folk Think exactly as we do, and yet their views have hardly ever represented in the mainstream media. I mean, I, I look at, I look at the Telegraph, for example. Yes. The Telegraph, the House Journal of the of the Tory Shires, formerly, and I read a piece by Ambrose Evans Pritchard in the business section, saying that actually we need a fourth industrial revolution. We need to we need to go on on a massive scale for renewable energy, and this will somehow this this massive. Keynesian style project yeah. will, will, will reboot the economy and I'm thinking this in the Daily Telegraph what, what, this is this is this is dangerous left wing nonsense and so so many wrong things seem to have happened to our country which it seems to me have not been given the attention they've deserved I'll just give you a couple of recent examples well the recent the ongoing examples the rape gangs the, yeah. the 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 mass rape of of underage white girls in towns and cities all over Britain by yep. organised Muslim gangs, how did that 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 carry on for so long and and why even now do we feel awkward talking about it? Number one, number two, the hijack of the justice system by um what was her name the the, the director of public prosecution Alison, Alison, Alison Saunders Alison Saunders yes. whereby you had a number of young men going to prison or being threatened with prison or having their careers destroyed forever, their reputations trashed, because the the rules had been changed in order to secure in order to secure more more rape prosecutions, the the police were no longer taking into account mitigating evidence like for example the the phone conversations that showed that actually no the girl was making it all up yes that our justice system which we are we've we've always been taught to celebrate as the envy of the world English common law was actually banging up innocent people yes with the with the approval the tacit approval of the director of prosecutions who was a feminist who was, I believe, appointed by a conservative administration? So yes. This, I look at this stuff and I think any one of these things is material for a whole book, but 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 almost like a, a book set in a sort of dystopian <laughs> dystopian version of Britain, not not the one that actually exists. I mean, I, I, I I'm pinching myself in disbelief that this yes. is happening to our oh, it's, country. It's,
1: it all is happening. Um, Ambrose Evans Pritchard is one of my favourite writers. I'm sorry about this, James. Um, no, he's good on Europe. He's he's very very good on on Europe and about the impending implosion of 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 the eurozone. So yeah. so he's worth listening to on that thing, but he is he has somehow fallen into the trap of um of being infatuated with electric cars and things. Mm. Um, and my journey today is a good example of of where electric cars um, are are no not much good at all because I shall be able to go from Cornwall to here and back again on one tank of diesel. So um, diesel, yes, diesel, yeah. yes, yeah. unfashionable, isn't it? Horrid! Yeah. Oh God, I must be I must be killing thousands of people on no. my journey. Um, but um, that's so so so. Ambrose has his has his weak points. But you're right in, in the sense that where, for example, we we've, we've, um, we've now have a justice system which was geared towards acquiescing to the, the rape gangs. It was basically allowing them to get on with it. And there are, in my view... Um, a very large number of senior policemen and uh, social workers who are ultimately culpable in that because it was their decisions which allowed these things to continue when in fact they should have been stopped a long time ago. Now there is a... uh, It's it's come about because of political correctness, because of... uh, what Ben Cobley describes as the favoured group, yeah. the favoured group being, being, um, these, uh, um, the, the Muslim, uh, population. Um, and because this phenomenon is coming from the Muslim population or predominantly, not, not, not exclusively, but predominantly from, from that, um, from that, uh, um, group of people, um, because it was coming from them, nobody did anything about it until 20 years had elapsed, and then finally, they were shamed into it. And a lot of this has come about, in my view, um, because of, I think it's the uh, it's the Equalities Act, which was passed just as David Cameron took office and it was actually so it was invented by harriet harman perhaps? it was it was invented by harriet harman and then there is a particular clause in there which which means which 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 means that you have to the bbc for example has to undertake quotas you you, you haven't got um you can't take the bbc to court for their um their blatant racism in in saying that white males cannot Need not bother applying for this job, and in my view, that is a racist comment. Yes, Um, because they have quotas to fulfil, and the quotas are allowed in in that particular section Mm. of of the bill, so of the of the act. Um, So there's um, there's all sorts of things like that which are happening, which have been driven in into our legal system and uh, 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 public discourse uh, primarily by Blair and Brown. Yes,
0: I agree that they we'll are be. the authors of many of our, our ills. But let's go, let's go bigger picture here. Because I think, I think it, my, my dear friend Christopher Booker, quoting Isaiah Berlin, says, says that you're either one of those people who believes lots of little things and understands lots of little things or you understand one big thing. And I'm in understanding one big thing, which is I think that there is a grand, universal, overarching theory that explains everything. And what is it? What is it that? And and, and you make this point. So so I'm I'm not I'm not um, you're not going to be surprised by this. What is it that links the 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 rape gangs, the imprisonment or ruination of, of young men on trumped up rape charges? Um, we could we could think of numerous other examples. I'm I'm sure. It is the diversity agenda, which um, and, and the, the the gender agenda, which comes from identity politics, which is essentially yes. a postmodernist leftist yes. thing, yes. which has infected our entire culture, our discourse, and and has infected areas that it shouldn't have infected. Notably, the Conservative Party, the Conservative Government, who who, who, are, who are just as bad on this as as um, the left are.
1: Yes, they're they're now they've now joined. They're where the Labour Party probably were twenty twenty odd years ago yes. at the beginning, where where, where Blair Blair started. Um, the Conservative Party now are the country has remained the same. The country is not moving left um, with the Labour Party or even with the nudging of. Uh, of the Conservative party the country has remained the same we still want the basic we don't want the basic things of the family um the family unit and and taking care of that and, and, and jobs and, and jobs family jobs um our community our country all of those things are are fundamental to um to where where people see um see themselves and as long as the the state gets on and provides them with the ability to be able to, um, uh, um, to to nurture those things, then that's fine. But what we're now finding is that the state is increasingly interfering with that um, with that process and getting in in between. Um, People and their families um, to the point whereby we we now have children worrying about their own sexuality at an age of what seven six or seven or something like that and that that is um, uh, you know there's enough problems with being a seven year old no. um, <clears throat> without um, inducing some um, you know without without inducing another another set of little worries about whether they're a boy or a girl um so the state is the state is is doing all of those things. um there's something else I've forgotten to say, but it, basically yes we're, we're we're in a mess yeah. with conservatism, but ah, the point is about postmodernism is that it has come from a uh, it's it's come from a, a, a philosophical root which goes back to um the uh the conflict between the enlightenment values of rationality yeah with what were then um the the deeply held germanic beliefs of of religion um and what happened was that kant saw Saw the conflict of where um, where rationalism was going to was going to call into question um, God and, and right. all of the basis of, of religion. So what um, Kant did was to offer up a, a defence and or or a destruction of of the, the rationalist arguments, and he started he started a, a rabbit away um and and sent this, sent this rabbit all this this hair off um which in fact wound up with the whole of the the, the germanic um with Wittgenstein and and uh, nietzsche and all the rest of the, the whole germanic thing um which then swapped over into the french into the french line of philosophy post uh, post second world war and we wound up with foucault and derrida and the rest who are essentially anti-rationalist? Yes. So, where the UK, in Britain and the United States, we have tried to remain rationalist yep. in our basis. We have this uh, Franco-German um, uh, set of set of Axis. ideas. Axis, yes. yes. <laughs> the Axis powers. <laughs> the Axis powers. Um, who who are saying that all of this rationalism is nonsense? That yeah. everything is 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 relative to another. That you have to be able to deconstruct the meaning of of everything. And the only hardcore thing at the bottom of this is that it's the white, um, it's the white male, uh, phallocentric, whatever he, he yeah. calls it, um, uh, which is responsible for all of the world's ills.
0: Yes. You can see why everything you know is is wrong is, is is what they're saying. Don't trust don't trust the evidence of your eyes. Don't trust <laughs> yes. everything that that history and and um, tradition has told you. Yeah. It's all wrong. You can see why this point of view would be very seductive to at that age when you were 18 19 you're going up oh, to yes. university. Your frontal lobes haven't formed and you're looking for you're looking for for a sort of radical idea which is going to enable you to rebel against the system and what better than to be told the system is completely bust and actually all the kind of rationalism and logic and tradition and hierarchy which you've been you're supposed to revere is actually something you can smash yes isn't that isn't that really exciting and also so that that would appeal to any any adolescent brain but then you've got if you belong to a racial minority if you belong to, if you are a woman, you're told as, as a woman that you're a minority, even though you're probably 50% of the population. Yeah. Or if, if you've got even a hint of colour in your skin, if you've got a, a, a wacky religion, you know, if you're, if, if, if you're non-Christian, you can, suddenly you become, you're elevated in the power yes. hierarchy. Yes. So you can see why, why, why so many people have bought into this
1: irrationalism. Yes.
0: But it's destroying our civilization.
1: Yes, it is. Um, There are two things about this um, uh, this this uh, eighteen year old's um, frontal lobes not having been formed. Um, uh, Basically, it's the 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 great joy of this is that it's easy. It's easier than doing logic and rational argument and looking for evidence and finding evidence to either refute or to confirm a hypothesis. It's in and speaking as I was then an extremely lazy eighteen year old, um that would have been very, very appealing. Yes. So you're 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 dead right on on that. Um but there are there are all sorts of all sorts of ways. Why are we? All, all sorts of questions which arise from this. But um, and to my way of thinking, is, is is the question of how we actually overcome, how we defeat this um, this attempt to dismantle Western civilization. Because I hope you've got the answer. I bloody haven't. No. <laughs> I'm going to need another journey home to work it out. But. Well, y- yes.
0: Well, you, you've got so you've got four and three quarter hours for that, but but I know that that you have been thinking about about stuff. And one of the things I, I wanted to talk to you about was you were thinking about how all left wing thought operates according to the same principles. Whether it's whether it's about Animal rights, whether it's about climate change, whether it's about the economy, all, all the kind of liberal left's preoccupations. You you identified how they roll. And I think it's I think it's really important. If we if you if you want to defeat your enemy, you must first understand his thinking. Absolutely. First you rule have of all, must have his Warfare. picture on, on 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 the wall of your caravan if you're Monty. Yes. Um I don't know whether he did, but he he should have done. And um, so tell me what you've discovered about because I think it was, it, it's quite helpful to people a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of people on our side of the argument are baffled by they find it very difficult to argue with leftists partly because of that reason that identified that the, the left is about anti-logic and therefore if you try using logic to people who are essentially irrational it's impossible to you're, you're talking you're talking parallel language yes um,
1: but tell me what you've discovered about how the left rolls in their thinking Right, as far as I am concerned, um, having worked through in my um, humble little way, it boils down to the left need two groups of people to operate. The first group is a hate group. Um, This hate group are the people that they simply do not like, whether they're, um, uh, whether they're Bankers or capitalists or people who work in the city of London or whether they're um, hunting people, hunting people, farmers. Farmers are coming in for a lot of stick at the moment. Right. Um, so farmers are your hate group. So then what you need? Um, so there's the people that they've decided that they don't like for all sorts of reasons. And farmers are, are, are wonderful um, from their point of view as a hate group because farmers control a lot of, a lot of land. Even if they don't own it, they tenant it. So, um, so they've, got, they've got lots of land and there is, ultimately, there is envy there. Right. Um, so that's, that's your hate group. And the, the, the second group that you need is a victim group um and this is somebody who this is this group of group of things are are people or or things which are affected by the hate group so in the case of a farmer um the victim group is obviously going to be farm animals so the farm animals become your victims um and even though the farmer and um, his animals get on perfectly well together, yes. and and they, you know, they go through their cycle, and and for as long as the farmer is there, the the animals are 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 there. Okay, you can argue that they go off to slaughter, and you can feel very sorry for that. There is part of um, there is part of your the sympathy that the, the left pour upon these these poor defenceless creatures who go off to slaughter. Um, every now and again, but of course the fact what they forget conveniently is the fact that, that, that if those animals didn 't go out to slaughter the the, the core group which which um, which breed these these um, uh, these these animals are still there so after fifty years of farming, you still have a herd of cows or a a flock of sheep, um, even though hundreds have gone off um, yep. and been eaten um so there is your there is your victim group and what the what the left do is they they try to separate those two groups um they push a wedge in between them so that even though those two groups are perfectly happy and subsist um perfectly adequately the left push them apart and in occupying that um that space between those two groups um the, they have established a position of power. First of all, they've established the power over the victim group because they are pouring their sympathy upon the victim group. Um, and, um, and the victim group is supposed to, to, to feel grateful for, for, for all of this attention that they're getting. Yep. And secondly, um, the, the left are pouring their opprobrium onto the hate group and so, consequently, they have also elevated, um, uh, uh, taken on the the, the the moral high ground above this the, the hate group, and have are they are now effectively um, on they are now controlling both of those two groups in a in a meta. So they've got
0: the sort of patronage of, yes. of, of the of the victim group, yes, and they've got power over the. The hate group, both in their um, ability to bully them and drive yes. them out of their jobs, yes. but also surely um, to try and subvert their behaviours by encouraging them to act in the, against their own interests, yes, in order to try and try and make themselves more
1: likable by the leftist bullies. Yes, in effect, my two groups um, I've discovered are synonymous in, in many ways with, with what Ben Cobley calls um the favoured group, yes. which is the victim group, and the unfavoured group, yep. um, which is the hate group. So we, we we have um we've arrived at a similar conclusions um yep. independently. So that's what's happened and the whole point of the 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 left driving this wedge between those two um amicable groups of, uh, or formerly amicable groups, is that it gives them the power, it gives them, it means that they are exercising, um, they are now in the centre ground, they're able to manipulate both of those those things. Um, uh, right, I've lost it a bit, but it's, it's essentially they. The whole point of this exercise is so is not to resolve the problem or the apparent problem or the alleged problem. It is to elevate the left above yes. everybody else, so that they get the power um, and, importantly, all of the money. So. Um, the money comes, flows from government to to give to this active interest group, um, so that they can so that they can carry on being divisive, right. basically. So, and you can find that pattern happening um, a lot in the environmental world, where, for example, um, conservation some conservation organisations, the RSPB springs springs to mind um does a lot of divisive um uh, promulgates a lot of divisive information about shall we say grouse shooters yes yes um where they say that the the, the, the grouse shooters are, are being are being horrid um but the um but actually when you look at it the the, the grouse the, the grouse moors have higher um, biodiversity than a similar moor um, run by the RSPB because mm. the, the RSPB don't do the um the gamekeeping the, 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 the predator control in, in the same way. So um, we've got all sorts of things there, but essentially the RSPB is is trying to heave out the grouse moor shooters because they want control of the land. Yes. And once they've got control of the land, they then say, "Well, this is a very important um, uh, conservation Psychic- that we're doing, so we need more taxpayers' money yes. to do this." Yeah. So, so you can see that there is a um, uh, um, there is a, a, a strong financial incentive for them to continue to do that.
0: It's interesting what you what you say about their their modus operandi, because I think it it, it I, I'm trying to think of an issue where. It doesn't apply so for example you think of how um, Joe Cox victim group yes is used as a stick yes. to beat everyone on the right with with essentially yes. or um, I'm trying to think what else I mean um, uh, victim groups uh, victims of, of banks
1: bankers all sorts of ah uh, crikey um now that I've got here, I've forgotten all of the all of the little things there. Joe Cox was was interesting because she was her murder was politicised immediately. Yes,
0: um, in in a in a terribly cynical and ugly way. Oh, it was extraordinarily cynical, um, but not as cynical perhaps as the way it's being used now. I mean, I mean, <laughs> you, you know, it's I. It reminds me a bit of. Um, all totalitarian movements have their their martyrs, don't they? They have their yes. their heroes. Who the, the, the Nazis, for example, had had Horst Vessel, the the the, the, oh, the, the yes. young Nazi thug who's no, not not that I'm at all suggesting that that, that Joe Cox was was a, was a Nazi thug. I just mean that the the, 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 the there does seem to be this this tendency among totalitarian groups to to. To disguise their their their, their often malign behaviour, by portraying themselves as innocent victims of a much nastier enemy.
1: Yes, there is a. Um, it comes back to, I think. Part of their um, modus operandi is to lie, and to. And to to be hypocritical, lying and hypocrisy is are are, are, are not something to be ashamed of. No, it's takia. It is. It is the equivalent of takia. It is the tach- the the equivalent takia. Um, yes, in fact, that's a very good analogy. Um, uh, um, it's it's something that they've used ever since um, the October nineteen seventeen revolution. Um, the uh the NKVD and the the Bolsheviks were basically this was how they operated was 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 to lie and and cheat as long as because the the overriding thing for them was it doesn't matter what happens as long as the revolution is completed so there is their um everything is justified um by the end uh, goal of the revolution. By, of, by, of, of by the, the revolution. end goal of, of the revolution.
0: By the way, you, you, you mentioned Kant, but isn't, isn't Hegel really the, the, the sort of author of most of our ills? Didn't, didn't he sort of formulate the dialectic whereby gradually yes, Hegel, we, Hegel we form- move, move ever further leftwards yes. well, by he- synthesis? and
1: Yes. Um, uh, Hegel came after Kant, I think, am I right? Or was he just after? Don't, I mean, you, don't talk about Hegel if you don't want to. I mean, but I, but it's um, yes. I mean he he is Hegel is 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 the 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 formative thing of the the argument of the the, the dialectic yeah. of of um, every. It's a basically a bastardized bastardization of, of Newton's laws. Every every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Right. So um so all of that stemmed stemmed from hegel so um yes that's a german philosopher again yeah. um, and 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 that's part of part of where this the thing about philosophy um not that i'm deeply read in the in the subject but it does seem to me that ideas spark off in different directions from one particular source so you will get a diversity of 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 things that come off come off that but i think i think i'm right in saying according to the book that i've been reading whose um author i can't remember um that it was it really started started with 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 kant and moved moved out from him because he was reacting against the um against the enlightenment values
0: so he's a right camp, basically. Yes, he, yes, he was a bit, yes, <laughs>
1: right. a very clever one. Right? Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stupid? Uh, no, not, it's not a stupid camp. <laughs> clever, clever camp. I want to now listen. Um, before David and I go on, I just wanted to interrupt our our podcast to ask you, special friend, if you will vote for me in. The British podcast awards because it it strikes me that, that since 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 Breitbart the, the, here's my problem since since Breitbart dropped the the podcast I lost absolutely shed loads shed loads of of listeners because they didn't give me the feed and I mean they're, they're, they're probably just too busy or something I, I'm, I'm sure they're not doing it deliberately but it meant it means that th- th- there are loads of people out there who who've who subscribed to to my podcast and are probably wondering why I gave up doing the podcast because people are too lazy to go searching on the internet and anyway it's quite hard when you when it's called Delling Pod and, and actually if you do a search for my podcast what you get is links to my dead my dead podcast anyway I don't know how I can possibly win the British Podcast Awards because probably there's lots of sort of podcasts backed by commercial ventures that have many more listeners but I thought if all my listeners, all my special friends, although of course there's only one of you, I know I know really. Um, if all my special friends voted So please will you do it? Go on, go on, do it. It's called British All you got it, it takes about five seconds, I think. Go on to the internet, British awardscom and just vote for the Darling Pod, okay? It's very simple. Right. Back to David. David, um, We've outlined the problem with the Conservative Party in particular, and they've they've embraced identity politics. They've embraced postmodernism in the pursuit of of people who are probably mythical more, voters. Yeah, mythical voters. Exactly. Um, do you see any hope whatsoever of them of them realizing the mistake they're making? before it's too late or can you see
1: only Armageddon at this point um, I've been predicting the demise of the Conservative Party now for um, about two years um, have you met Peter, Hitch- uh, Peter Hitchens <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, he's... well I've I,
0: I've been, I've been... <laughs> <laughs> yeah well
1: Peter, Peter Hitchens has, has been saying that they've um, uh, they're, they're dead for a, a long time I was saying <laughs> he's he's right um uh but yes we've we've got um it's difficult to know quite how things are going to pan out well in fact it's impossible to to predict how things will will pan out there are um if a lot of There are a lot of ifs in this, but basically the first thing that the Conservative Party must do if they wish to do anything in the way of recovering some level of uh, voter loyalty, um, given the amount of damage that they have done to themselves, it's entirely self-inflicted. The first thing they've got to do is to get rid of Theresa May. She has to be given the bullet and hoofed out of number 10. ASAP. The second thing, I think, is looking at the quality of those who follow up um, behind her and are in the, the, the parliamentary party at the moment. There is only one person who is going to win or come anywhere close to winning an election, and that is, in my view, Boris Johnson. If you look at all of the others um I think Rory Stewart was was busy um saying oh he will be a uniting uh, candidate yeah no he he's remain um, well he's he's remain anyway he is avid remain he's um and he is also a a, a massive virtue signaller. so yeah, he he needs he needs to be hoofed out at the first first suggestion of anything um so and there's there's a number of a number of other hopefuls um uh who are sort of climbing up. And there there are genuinely still within the Conservative Party, there are genuinely people of um clarity of vision and um intelligence who could conceivably Lift the country out in the what two is it two years we've got to go but before the next election?
0: I, I, I mean, I know who these people are. They're people like Jake from Jacob rees Mogg to Andrew Bridgen. I mean, yes, there, there's, there's some solid people. Uh, Steve Baker, of course, yes. he's been he's been touted as Marc Francois, uh, Marc Francois, um, Priti Patel. I'm liking the stuff that Liz Truss is saying, yes, she's even though she's a
1: remainer, she's she's playing clever. She's, she's, she's very, she's very straight. Um, Yeah. uh, Liz Truss and. Suella Fernandes. Who who else? uh, Oh, crikey. And Andrea Jenkins.
0: Andrea Jenkins. We like,
1: uh, Andrea Jenkins. I,
0: I had tea with her. She's a solid Yorkshire lass. She's very sensible. Yes. Um, And she's, you know, she's responsible for defenestrating Ed Balls as well.
1: Yes, she yes. Won oh, I think that's seat.
0: wonderful. I mean, that's that's got to be that's got to be worth worth a, 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 but, a leadership. But, but, but we've just okay. So so probably if we put our minds to it, we could name twenty people.
1: Yes, but that's, that's out of
0: three hundred, three hundred
1: and fifteen. I think officially, well, that's where it started before the um, before the tigers defected. Um, but um, yes. that's of no, they're of no consequence. So but, it's roughly three hundred and ten, say. So.
0: Um, th- you see I had a I had a conversation with, with with a few of the ERG members the other day and I was it was it was essentially on the theme of do you realise how fucked you are guys and <laughs> and the biggest surprise came from Marc Francois who was very he was he was quite prickly um, I mean I admire I admire some of the stuff he says about Brexit but he was he was he was a bit prickly I thought and he When I said to him, do you not think there needs to be a massive purge of the Conservative Party? He gave me this boilerplate speech about how when Margaret... Uh, sorry, he said, that's right. He said, the father of the House is Ken Clark And Ken Clark and I agree, uh, disagree on many things, but he's part of that big tent. I, I don't know whether he actually used that nauseating phrase, but he may have done. And and that the Conservative Party has to be about, about embracing all sorts. And I was thinking... This is... Any idiot could have said this. Right. And, and, yeah. it, and, and that idiot might have made sense 10 years ago. They'd have had yes. 10 more years of, of Tory survival. But now you're talking... You're talking in a situation where you really are about to implode. Yes. You, you are about to lose all your votes. And here you are saying, la, 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 it's all still fine if we just keep
1: wishing on a, on yes. a star. better to be inside the tent and pissing out yeah. rather than out. Just outside. every, and every cliche
0: you, you imagine. I was thinking... If that's what Marc Francois thinks, Mark Big Ball's Francois, then the party really is is stuffed.
1: Well, there is a, um, I can, yes, okay, if we, we can probably come up with a list of, of 20 people. I mean, I'm surprised to hear that from Marc Francois, but... I was gutted. Um, that's that's very, dis- very disappointing, because he too is talking to this abyss that we've, we, keep talking about that. Um, So that's, that's very gloomy. But um, my view is, is that if the Conservative Party, if Boris actually had the balls to go for it um, and get in, and there isn't a strong, I'm told there is now a strong movement within there that, that Boris is probably not the worst person in the world. And so you can stop. There has been a shift, hasn't there? There has been a shift. So we can can probably say that Boris probably will get in. But the big question is, is he going, is Boris actually going to do the things which are necessary? So, for example, forget about Brexit for a minute. Is he going to, um, is he going to stop this nonsense where we have soldiers being... um,
0: uh, um, prosecuted,
1: prosecuted once again for something that was committed 40 years ago when there's been an inquiry, etc etc all of that are we going to go back down that route? are we going to continue to, or rather are we going to continue down that route or are we going to stop that? now if Boris actually has the balls to to stop that kind of thing from happening, Um, and to make absolutely certain that there are changes fundamental changes in the system so that we we get rid of this idea that um, for example policemen now spend all their time chasing those of us who've been horrid to each other on twitter for example Um, instead of instead of you ringing up and saying my house has been burgled, and oh well, um, we can't spare anyone to to, to have a look, but um, we'll give you a crime number. Um, instead of instead of doing that, uh, instead of instead of pursuing the the, the freedom of speech, um, they start pursuing criminals um, instead. The real criminals. Um, then, if Boris can turn that situation round, then. He stands a chance of, um, of at least not um, being beaten into the ground at the next the next general election. Um, do, do you know what my fear is?
0: What that? Okay, so we'll we'll dodge a we'll dodge a bullet, a, do, a do, we'll dodge a Corbyn-sized budget bullet, yeah. bullet if Boris Johnson. Does take on the party leadership and probably it will save the Conservative skin, but my fear is that Boris and the party will do just enough and no more to save their skins. They yes. won't have the the ideological that um, that is vigour. That, that is the problem. Because I don't, I don't. Boris, for example, in his articles has been been singing the praises of of one nation Toryism. Well, that seems to me a council of despair. One nation Toryism actually is. Is really just another name for Blairism for the big society. It's, it's, it's,
1: yes, it's that's basically carry on as before.
0: It's it's that that mythical now now mythical centre ground. Yes, which which people no longer inhabit. I can't, for example, see Boris reversing the climate change act. He'll, no, he'll, he'll probably put bells and, and
1: whistles on it. Again, it's all it's all. Um, uh Virtue signaling again, so what it, okay if if we get Boris in and he carries on with uh, a a slightly um, more acceptable business as usual agenda it means that the conservatives will still wind up being in my view, completely trashed. It'll kick the can down the road. Yes. Essentially, in 1997, John Major lost 171 or thereabouts MPs after the 1997 election. And I think they're well on their way to losing the same again, to the same extent. Now, the Interesting thing is, what will cause uh, conflicts in the mind of the average voter is that in 1997 there was, in fact, an apparently strong and what was looking like an increasingly capable, competent. Labour Party in the form of Blair and Brown together because they were actually doing quite well. Um, And so people had an alternative to vote for because what I think a lot of what people are looking for is competence. Now what they have at the moment is two incompetent parties. Labour are just as incompetent as the Conservatives and so people are going to be split. So if Farage decides to come through and to, to, to um to stand in the in the next general election as a party, if the Brexit party actually gets off its backsides beyond beyond the Euro elections, then um, there is a possibility that that Farage winds up being Shall we say, leader of the opposition, or, or at any rate, holding the balance of power yeah. between the other two? I think there is now the, the, the liberal Democrats and the, um, uh, the greens and things they, they, the liberal Democrats, nobody I, I, don't, I don't see them as coming, as coming through and doing better. On the strength of this, and why does anyone
0: th- vote for the Liberal
1: Democrats? Well, well, well people do apparently. Um, yes, <laughs> we, we have to acknowledge that. Um, they've got a core vote of lovies of, of people who 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 think that they're that they're okay. But um, you know, it's the open-toed sandals and, and yeah. worry, worry beads market, yeah. um, and that's fine. Um, but I don't think that's going to be substantial money. So a substantial. Uh, votes in in the Lib Dems. Um, so my view is that if Farage comes through with a a sensible national philosophy, um, as well as which is or or policies which are backed up by a central philosophy, which is which is going to sort our problems out or have a go at sorting problems out then he actually stands a very very good chance of doing well I think you're right I think I think that
0: that if 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 sense is to be restored to the conservative party it will only be through the threat oh yes of of the Brexit party they're not going to reach those conclusions themselves they're too even even Jacob Rees-Mogg who is really a a, a classical liberal in, in many ways and understands many of the, the economic and social issues yeah. and shares our our beliefs he's so much a, a party man mm. that he will go along with the consensus rather than yes. trying to drag it in a
1: direction which, which, it, which he, it resists kicking and screaming he, I, I don't think he's I think his sister's probably got a little bit more she's quite clued up um but uh jacob himself um is he would make an extremely good chancellor of the exchequer he would he'd be bloody uh, good that would uh, be, be the dream the, 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 and 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 sort of stayed out of the um, stayed out of the, the 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 real areas of conflict that we that we have yeah. um, but um <sighs> The, the the Conservative Party are are in a are in a real mess. It's it, I think it's terminal. I think this is this is coming to the point where by the uh, what is it two hundred years old yeah. party. I think is, it's is, is is going to is going to come to an end. I
0: think it's terminal, and it and it's it's an unforced error. Absolutely, it's, it's just, totally. They're really really shit.
1: Yes, just just there's no other way of putting it. They are just absolutely shit. What is what is also fascinating to me is is to sit back and contemplate the level of competence that our modern politicians have betrayed right the way across the the board, and in fact all of this problem, starting with Theresa May and the weakness of the Conservative Party in failing to throw her out a long time ago, um, has come from, I think, a lack of fundamental intelligence and capability. It is competence um, that they're lacking. It is a complete lack of thought, of being able to contemplate, What is actually happening to the world? There is, they are largely empty and vacuous people. Yeah, they're they're in a bubble. They are, are. and they're quite happy. They're uh, they're perfectly happy staying in their bubble because their bubble is well paid. Um, They get all sorts of privileges, and it pays them at the moment not to think out, to think beyond. Their their bubble, and that's that's our problem. We have a whole political class in Westminster who have got really no idea how the country functions, um, and and so that is why, in my view, we are where we are, um, because they, they they don't understand they don't understand the electorate. They don't understand that politics is not actually decided in London. Politics in this country, Westminster, is decided in the rest of England. Wales and Scotland and Northern Ireland to a lesser extent, um, but mostly it is decided in England, because those are where all the most of the constituencies are. Um, and so that's where most of the MPs come from. Mm. Um, and if they don't understand things beyond the M25 barrier, then basically we're all fucked. Yeah. And on that cherry
0: note, <laughs> you're listening to the um, Delling Pod with me, James Dellingpole, and my very special guest. And by the way, I hope there's some Tory MPs uh, among my special friends here. Um, <laughs> you to, my special guest, David Isles. Thank you very much. And don't oh, don't forget to vote in those podcast awards. You've got to you've got to make me win. And um, because this podcast is great and it's my life and uh, it should be bigger. Lots of love. Bye bye.